Do you want to feel strong, confident, and ready to enjoy life? I'm Jen Shaver, a triple certified fitness expert and mother living her best midlife. I want to help you achieve a healthy, active lifestyle without ever having to go to the gym. We grow together every Monday, so be sure to subscribe and tune in to your weekly fit news. This episode of Fit News is sponsored by... Make wellness a priority in your life. Women's bodies face changes and fluctuations in hormones as they go through the cycle of menopause. Strong for Life offers an exercise program to help you invest in your future and health without crazy routines. We deliver the results you deserve from your time and effort. Go to strongforlifefitness.com to learn more. Now back to our show. Hello and welcome to Fit News. I have a special guest today. Joining me today is David Birch. He is a certified integral Tai Chi and Qigong instructor, empowering people to improve their own health through mind-body practices, which include relaxation, mindfulness, and stress management. David has completed over 500 hours of in-person intensive training in Qigong and Tai Chi. With a background as a former information technology professional, David developed a passion for Qigong as a teenager and rediscovered it as a means of improving his health after a healing crisis of a liver shutdown and a diagnosis of chronic kidney disease. He has now been practicing daily for over 13 years. As the founder and the owner of Energy Center, David delivers classes and workshops at yoga studios, local area events, as well as recorded online courses, workshops, challenges, and live virtual events. He has served as a continuing education instructor at Eastern New Mexico University and has previously taught Tai Chi and Qigong courses as an adjunct faculty at Clovis Community College, where he also developed curriculum and trained faculty and staff. At the beginning of COVID, David created a free Tai Chi and Qigong resource that served over 400 veterans. David, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. We appreciate you taking this time with us. We're excited to learn. <laughs> thank you for having me. This is my first podcast, Yay. live stream, anything. So, Oh, well, and, and there's more big news that it is a first because you are our first male guest. Oh, great. <laughs> so yay, <laughs> lots of firsts going on, right? Um, I think before we get started into everything, because I think many might have a perception or maybe a misperception, uh, let's talk about what exactly, and we'll do one at a time, uh, what exactly is Tai Chi? Okay, so Tai Chi is a martial art. So Tai Chi is, you know, the yin yang symbol, yes. which stands for grand ultimate. So Chuan at the end, Chuan at the end is fist or fighting. So it's fighting in a manner that is yielding and pressing. Okay. And so it's a martial art, several hundred years old. Okay. You usually have different family styles that it was passed down from. The Chen family in the Chen village, the Yang family, the Li family, um, in in different families that were that were passed down, 
Now, what you see is there's a simplified form called the 24 form, uh, 24 steps form. Okay. And that was created turn of the century in Beijing or Peking. And that is what you'll see most often nowadays. Okay. The longer sets, the more traditional sets are like 108 steps. Oh, wow. What I do is I teach Tai Chi easy, which is simplified. It's like five <laughs> steps. And we aren't, we're teaching it for health and vitality. So we aren't teaching fighting, you know, like right. throwing people down. And <laughs> although I have been in beside an 80 year old woman there for it, and she's like throwing me down. It's just like, I didn't come here for this. <laughs> okay. So I guess that that so is a misperception that I had that yeah. it, so it is part of the Miss Marshall or the, the martial arts family. Right. Okay. But it's mostly practice for health. You okay. know, right. Um, but yes, it is a martial art. Okay. It's an internal martial art. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, so that is Tai Chi. And how about the Qigong? So Qigong is much older. Oh. So as with the earliest forms of writing and pottery and everything else, you'll see Qigong in the Chinese culture. Okay. So it's uh, very much nature-based activity. You get out in nature, the earliest forms may be mimicking animals, you know, such as in yoga, you have upward and downward dog. Right. In Qigong, you might be mimicking the crane because the crane was thought to live a long time or the tortoise in the breathing or, oh. you know, so it very much a health longevity type exercise, okay. much older. So in reality, I kind of say most people practice Tai Chi as Qigong because you're not practicing to fight. Right. You're practicing for health and vitality and with slow movement, connecting your a mind body practice, connecting your movements with your breath. That's Qigong. Okay. Okay. Which it also mirrors, mirrors yoga, yoga, correct? Because yoga right. is connecting the breath with the movement. Yeah. They're sister arts from different sides of the mountain. Okay. So and they <laughs> I like that. They interacted quite a lot. Okay. Um, so like an old set of Qigong actually came over from India, oh. you know, um, and Zen, you know, Bod uh, Dhammo, uh, Bodhidharma came over from India was in the Shalawan temple in the Buddhist side. Okay. And, and that was passed on down to China. In China, it's Chan. In Japan, it's Zen. Oh. So, so the, you know, yeah, it's, everything is very connected. Right. <laughs> right. And there's a lot of similar sim similarities. And there's a lot of difference in culture and intent. So. Okay. Especially when it gets to America. Right. Right. <laughs> um, because I think, uh, you know, when we think of Tai Chi, we do think of it, um, you know, we've often seen whether it's in the movies or I've seen, you know, the gentleman at the park early in the morning practicing in a very slow moving uh, manner. Um, so I, I guess you don't really look at it in a fighting uh, you know, relationship. <laughs> right. I do want to say one more thing about Qigong. Yeah. It's a modern term. Oh. Qigong is a more of a modern term, more okay. of an umbrella term for a lot of different arts. 
you know, from the breath work to some that might look a little bit more like yoga, sitting down, mm -hmm. stretching, bending to more of that. Some of them that look more like uh, Tai Chi, you know, mm -hmm. so it's a big umbrella term for all of these internal mind body practices that okay. come from China. Okay. Um, let's go back because uh, you mentioned that you discovered, you first discovered Qigong when you were younger. And how did right. you discover it? I live in a very small rural area. Yeah. So, you know, I could get magazines. Yeah. You know, inside Kung Fu magazines and see that kind of thing. I could order books from bookstores. Mm -hmm. At that time, there were only about two books that I could get in my area. Looking back, there were more at the time, but I just wasn't exposed to them and couldn't find them. Right. One was... Um, I can't remember her name, but it was a very esoteric kind of book. And it had like one picture with all these circles showing, okay, you know, all these movements for like a hundred movements with right. all these circles. And it was impossible for me to figure that out. Right. And then there's a book from Japan too on chi or energy. So that's one thing. Qigong means energy work or energy cultivation. Or okay. at its very basic translation, breath work. Okay. Uh, because energy is in the breath. But mm -hmm. the culture is energy is in every living thing. Okay. So in Japan, chi is called ki, K-I. Okay. So instead of chi, Q-I, it's mm -hmm. K-I. Okay. Yeah. So there was a book on ki from a Aikido master. Again, martial arts, <laughs> you know, right. related in the Japanese martial arts. You know, it's the throwing art that Steven Seagal uses. Okay. Is Aikido. Yeah. Um, there was a book from an Aikido master on just that kind of the healing aspects of it. Okay. Breath work, sitting in a river without shaking, like you see, <laughs> like the the modern Wim Hof kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they were they would do they would do that. Right. Right. And then so you discovered it for its healing properties and how did it help you? And, and what did you start to do? Um, and how did you, you know, figure out that the healing was related to the, um, the Qigong? <laughs> kind of a long story, yeah. <laughs> but I'll try to shorten it as much as I could. Okay. <laughs> so when I was diagnosed with chronic kidney disease, which mm -hmm. was in stage renal failure was the other term for it. Okay. Which doesn't sound too good. No. And it's not, you know, your diagnosis is not, you know, you're not going to live years and years. Mm -hmm. And I had young children at the time. So mm -hmm. what I want to do, I want longevity. Right. So I'm seeing a nephrologist. Mm -hmm. um, and I see a nephrologist. He's an old school doc from, and I see him about once a month for six months. And every visit I go in, he tells me long-term studies have proven that what we're doing, nephrologists, will not help, will not delay you from dialysis. Okay. And then I would go back to my private practice doctor, private practitioner, and he would tell me, you realize that these medicines that they're still giving you can cause kidney problems as a side effect. So it's, it's kind of a, I go in every time he's giving me about a 30 minute lecture. And after a while, I kind of figure, well, there's a reason for that. 
yeah. you know, um, he says, basically, you know, there are new studies. They will know what to do in about 15 years, you know, whether <laughs> that pans out. So I started looking for other ways. Yeah. I found diet. Right. There's a, a there's studies on very low protein. And by low protein, I mean no protein, mm -hmm. like only amino acids with the thick, chalky. Oh, right. Right. Dust. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I presented that to my nephrologist and he's like, oh, no, no, we don't do that <laughs> because people tend to follow it too well and they decimate themselves. Oh. So I was like, OK, so. I'm looking again, looking again, and I came across some references to kidney problems in Qigong. Nice. So the kidneys are a very core, you know, like the heart in the Western world is core to fitness. Right. In in the Chinese system, kidneys are, you know, that's oh. where you get all your energy. And okay. if you think about it, you know, the adrenal well, glands on, mm -hmm. on top, you know. Right. And also the kidneys are very connected to the heart you know, in right. the circulatory right. system. Yeah. So, and actually the medicine that I was on was not a kidney medicine. It was a heart oh. medicine oh. <laughs> to, to lower your blood pressure. So what does Qigong do? And what does breath work do? It lowers your blood pressure. Like if you Google, how do I move myself, my autonomic nervous system into the parasympathetic? Yes. Go out in nature, massage, breathing, uh, mind body arts like mm -hmm. meditation and you know the form of qigong that i was doing had all those elements in it okay and and so what i did was i went to learn it from a teacher that was in gainesville florida okay and it's a very traditional he's a kung fu guy oh right so i I went out there several times. Then yeah. I went around the world to Malaysia to learn it from his Kung Fu grandmaster. Oh, wow. A couple of times, a couple of weeks. And then went to Costa Rica with them both. And then, you know, back to Arkansas with the first guy. And so while I'm doing that, I'm practicing um, at least once a day. And how does it work? I think it works with the parasympathetic nervous system to reduce that stress response. Mm -hmm. And so it puts your body back in where you can rest and digest. Mm -hmm. Back in alignment. That's, right. That's one way it works. I think it also works in different ways too. So, yeah. and also like I, like I mentioned all those ways of increasing your vagal tone and parasympathetic response, mm -hmm. um, moving into rest and digest. All those things Qigong does. Traditionally, they practice out in nature. Oh. You know, mm -hmm. good quality air, you know, right. uh, first thing in the morning, you're out there and or late at night, you're out there. Mm -hmm. And the breathing, the meditation, all that is built into what one of my instructors calls the five phase routine. One, one of them that I missed was progressive relaxation. Okay. Relaxation is real important. Emotional response, smiling from the heart, breathing, connecting your breath to motion, mm -hmm. meditation. I do a standing meditation at the end and okay. then acupressure massage, Oh, you know, or reflexology massage, okay. you know, the ears, hands, feet, acupressure points. Okay. Yeah. So that is 
basically what a Qigong practice would look like in one of my systems. Okay. Wow. Because we do know that um, breath work is very important when it comes to also keeping, uh, you know, the gut balanced and right. then what's going on in your gut, right? Yeah. Affects the second brain. All the other systems, right? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the nervous system, you know, the vagus nerve goes through all the organs, mm-hmm. through all the systems. Mm-hmm. And you can activate that with these different methods. Okay. And even with breath, the diaphragmatic breathing mm-hmm. massages that nerve, you know, right. and helps move move it in, you know, diaphragmatic breathing. Right. One of the things that can be confusing is there's a lot of names for the same thing <laughs> so <laughs> go figure so, like, like for diaphragmatic breathing belly breathing yeah baby breathing or embryo breathing kidney breathing it's all the same thing okay. yeah. <laughs> so or very similar it's and how can people if they want to so we know that you know doing breath work and adding right. it in um, you know, daily, even in a simple manner okay. is important, right? I mean, it, it will make a difference in their stress level and in many other uh, aspects of their life. Um, what would you recommend if somebody wanted to incorporate a daily practice? And, you know, they're not real familiar with it, but they're, you know, because I do feel like breath work is kind of the new, um, you know, new trend lately. I'm seeing, you know, you're seeing a lot more about it. So if somebody is, you know, starting to get interested, what do you recommend? I always start off whenever I teach Qigong, starting off with like a five minute breath practice. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is I layer my practices. So if you walk away after five minutes, I want you to have something that you can take away for a daily practice. Mm -hmm. So I'll start with a five minute balanced breathing. Okay. I'll show you how to change that into Qigong. Okay. Then I'll put it into that five phase routine, you know, with the full body relaxation and where we do that moving meditation will be the breath work linked to your body movements. Okay. Then we do some unwinding of the nervous system. (laughs) Yeah, you know, some shaking and unwinding and the standing meditation. And then we do the acupressure massage. Yeah. But I start off with the with the breath work. Okay. And would you like me to to do one? I think that would be great. Yes. Okay. So balanced breathing. Balanced breathing is what I call it. Hear it called by these names too. Paced breathing, because you're varying the pace of your breathing. You're slowing down, you're breathing long, slow, deep breaths. Okay. Cardi cardiac coherence breathing because when you breathe at a breath rate of six breaths a minute Mm -hmm. which is much slower your heart rate starts to match your breathing so you're slowing down your breathing you also slow down your heart rate and what it becomes is if you have yourself hooked up to a machine like heart math you know on your earlobe you've got a, a sensor for your heart rate. Okay. It will look like it like kind of like an EKG. You know, it would be up and down, up and down, up and down in varied 
down, 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 up, 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 you know, up, down, right. up, down. Right. What's your heart bad. rate for both your heart rate and your breath pattern? Mm-hmm. Like when I'm talking right now, I'm breathing sporadically. Yeah. But if I slow down, it will start to look like a sine wave. And after even a few breaths, certainly after a few minutes, my heart rate will look like my breath pattern. Okay. So the the heart rate moves with the breath work, just like the breath work moves with the movement. Right. Yeah. So breath is automatic, Mm -hmm. but we can influence it. Okay. So what we do is we slow down long, slow, deep breaths. Or in some of the popular movements, we hyperventilate. We speed up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I prefer calming down because right. that's what I'm into. Right. Right. Well, and that's what most people need, right? They need right. stress mm-hmm. reduction because of all of the side effects, uh, negative side effects, you know, of, right. because of, we sen- spend so much time stressed out. Right. Right. <laughs> it would be an inhale for five exhale for five. Okay. Now I'm going to say the words inhale mm-hmm. and exhale. So I'm only going to be counting to four. Okay. But it's a, it's a five count. Right. So you would inhale one, two, three, four, exhale, four, three, two, one. Inhale, one, two, three, four, exhale, four, three, two, one. Inhale, one, two, three, four, exhale, four, three, two, one. And you would do that for 30 breath cycles, which ends up to be five minutes. Okay. Oh, okay. But I mean, even in just those few short ones, you you could already feel. Right. You will see, if you want to take it into your daily life, just practice three deep breaths whenever you're highly stressed. Mm Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah. And you'll see a difference. Okay. Five minutes, you will see a reduction in cortisol by about 20% for a short term. Wow. That's huge. And we all know yeah. the dangers of cortisol, yeah. right? Yeah. So <laughs> Too much. Stress anyway. Right. And then it'll also lower your blood pressure temporarily too. Oh. Okay. But it wears off. That effect wears off after about four hours. Mm-hmm. So if you only did one thing, do that five minute breathing three times a day. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to move the dial further mm-hmm. into the parasympathetic, like right before bedtime. Right. You would do an extended exhale. Oh. And so that looks like the exhale is twice as long. So that looks like oh. inhale, one, two, three, four, exhale, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And if you couldn't do it for that long, like the yeah. eight count yeah. or the thing, you just double up. So you do inhale one, two, three, exhale, six, five, four, three, okay. two, one. Yeah. And that will move you further over into the parasympathetic. Okay. And improve your sleep. Right. <laughs> and then there's one more. All right, let's do it. This one is uh, 
being studied a lot. And there's a lot of studies out right now. It's called the physiological sigh okay. uh, or the cyclic sigh. And it's a double inhale with that slow exhale like we just did. Okay. So it's kind of like a belly breath, mm-hmm. big chest breath. So it's a double inhale. And then it's a very slow exhale out through your nose or through your mouth, either one. I usually do the mouth because it's kind of like an an escape valve almost releases more, <laughs> yeah. more stress. Right. So it's like, so inhale, inhale, filling yourself up as much as you can, like a big balloon and then letting that balloon out as slowly as you can. And that one is being heavily studied. You'll see some studies from Stanford out right now. Okay. That said this practice, that double inhale, slow exhale, is for five minutes beats mindfulness and it beats that hyperventilation type breath that we're talking about. Right. Right. When it comes to mood and relaxation. Yeah. Yeah. I I really enjoyed both of those. And I think the best thing about those is that number one, you don't need any equipment, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And you can literally just implement them now you don't have to wait for something else you can start those immediately and have them affect you positively immediately and you don't they're highly portable highly accessible yeah and you don't even have to like let people know that you're doing them Mm -hmm. you know you're just like i'm gonna be talking to you and i'm going to slow down my inhale a little bit right and i'm gonna slow down my exhale a little bit yeah (laughs) Yeah. And while you're talking, maybe I'm doing that. Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you're sitting in a meeting and suddenly you feel yourself getting stressed. Right. You're breathing. Yeah. And so one thing I want to mention, since you mentioned breathing, mm-hmm. meetings, breathing and meetings. <laughs> in our culture, there's two things that we do that are a sign of relaxation that I want to mention that you should not stop yourself from doing. Yeah. And that's sighing and yawning. You know, if you sigh, or if you have like neighbors in your cubicleville who are sighing, they need it. Yeah. And if you're yawning, you need it. (laughs) You know, that's that escape valve of your nervous system. It needs that. Okay. So don't, you know, it's socially, we're socially conscious and we don't want to be seen yawning or. Right. Sighing, but I've actually, when I was in corporateville, yeah, actually told people who were apologizing for that, like, no, <laughs> you know, right. you do that, <laughs> right, right. And you know, I see my dog doing both of those things all the time, so we need to take right. a lesson from our pets, right? <laughs> it comes with Nature the stress. Knows, <laughs> you know, when they're doing their upper right. dog, you know, yep. they're probably yawning. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. David, where can people find you um, if they want more information on both of these topics of Tai Chi and Qigong and breathwork in um, itself as well? So my business is Energy Center. Okay. So energycenter.tv. Okay. Because I have video courses there. And I have a 28-day challenge that you can sign up for. And it's recorded videos that take you through one thing every 28 days and build into that uh, end of the week, full practice. 
Okay, wonderful. Well, David, we appreciate you sharing all of this knowledge today uh, to help people with their stress level and learn how to make breath work part of their daily routine. So thank you so much for joining us today on Fit News. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Shaver, and I'm on a continuing mission to help you stay strong, healthy, and happy. A special thank you to our producer, Noah Martin, and Retrospection Multimedia. Tune in to the Fit News Podcast every Monday to get your tips for living your best midlife. These episodes are live-streamed weekly in our Facebook group. Be sure to comment, like, and subscribe to Fit News Podcast for your weekly health advice. To join the Facebook group, visit strongforlifefitness.com.